Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the Jordan Davis episode for future Sarah editing this because she's going to wear the same clothes. Welcome back to another episode of Talking Fast. My name is Sarah. Alongside me is manager Jacob. And what are we drinking this week? I mean, by we, I mean you. Sarah, I've been on an interesting tip. I know people love this and shout out to the brand. It's not sponsored. I've been drinking McDonald's Sprite. There's nothing that tastes just as good as McDonald's Sprite. Nothing that tastes better for sure. Going through the drive-thru, getting something, but you get the Sprite with it. I learned recently that they add a little bit more syrup than other people do to their like concentrated And machine. that's why it tastes different and tastes, tastes better? it tastes so good. Yeah, I guess people hooked on it. It's delicious. There's, it's, it's a crisp drink. So are you driving to McDonald's going through the drive-thru specifically for Sprite? Or is this like you no, go to McDonald's No, it's like a lot? if I'm on the way somewhere else and I need a little quick bite of something that, uh, you know, it's going to taste good. Mm. It's not in every time, but when I'm there around... I'm getting the Sprite. It's like how McDonald's Diet Coke, Fountain Diet Coke is superior. I don't know what's different about that one. Maybe there's more syrup again, but it's the superior. Shout out McDonald's. You're doing good things with your syrup. But Sarah, what are you drinking? Um, Right now, I'm drinking... What is this? Again, not sponsored. I'm drinking a Starbucks double shot energy and coffee. Okay, how are they? I've never had one of Um, those. I like... They're a little creamy, but they're good. They're the perfect boost when you don't want to have like a coffee flavored thing but it's yeah. also an energy drink because i'm going to a concert yeehaw hence why i'm dressed yes. like this it's perfect for who this guest was on this episode um but i'm going to see kelsey bellarini when we're recording this so that's why i have my little like yeehaw get giddy up get up i didn't wear boots though it's very out of character i normally wear cowboy boots but that's why i need the energy tonight amazing and what are we reading or watching this week so this week, um, I'm watching Daisy Jones and the Six. Amazing. It's, I guess this could also be like a 70s inspired Daisy Jones and the Six inspired outfit. Um, I watched all three episodes 
the week that it came out so friday nolan watched it with me and also really enjoyed it like we watched end up watching all three together okay i didn't know too much about this this is based on a book right? yeah so i read the book back in 2019 um and in the book it's kind of written like documentary style so that's why like the movies or not the movie the tv show is kind of like that it was it was one of those books that you read and you're like this is meant to be a tv show yeah and does it have i, I saw this years ago but almost famous do people compare it's it to like almost famous vibes it's like inspired by fleetwood mac okay, it's got cool. a really good energy the soundtrack is so good i've heard rumors that they might legitimately tour the album no way which is like my all my favorite worlds coming together like good television with like yeah with music it'd be so cool okay well we'll get those let's manifest getting the whole yeah. cast on the show what yes oh my god riley keogh if i got to interview her would die yeah Okay, what are you watching, reading? You know what? I'm doing something like wildly outside of what uh, we typically talk about, but I've been hooked on like long form YouTube videos that are like backwoods camping and cabin building. It's a little bit of an inspirational thing because I'm like working on building my cottage. I'm not physically doing it, but it's giving me those summer vibes like out in the woods. Are you a camper? I'm a uh, yes and no. I'm not like a backwoods like portaging multiple mm, day camping yeah. trip because I just can't be away from my phone that much. Yeah, but I do enjoy building a fire, maybe making a coffee over the fire by mm. boiling the water. You like the romantic parts about exactly. Oh my god, exactly. <laughs> I am a big romantic when it comes to the camping lifestyle. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I've been watching. Okay, well, what are we listening to right now? Okay, I'm also in my like vinyl collection era, I Ooh, think. Oh, that's entered. very Daisy Jones and the Six of You. Okay, we've got a good theme going then. I'm like collecting, going out every weekend, you know, maybe get brunch somewhere and then heading a record store in a mm -hmm. different neighborhood, picking up a couple of things here and there. My latest pickup was an older album. I mean, you know, not super old, but Hot Fuss by The Killers. It's like their first album. Oh, okay. Mr. Brightside's on it. It's bangers start to finish. You know what? Go home, throw on the record and the collection slowly grows. How, how big is your record collection? Maybe a hundred. Oh my now? God, that, like that many. I have a record collection, but I'm very like, it's like Taylor Swift. Like yeah. I have like popular albums as records. Well, it's, you got to have a mix of both. So like some of it's like really old, obscure blues records and yeah. then some's, you know, new releases. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, what about you? What do you got? So today I actually listened to, I didn't know Josh Peck had a podcast. Okay, um, yeah. Like Josh Peck from Drake and Josh. Yeah. And he had Hillary Duff on and they talked for like an hour and a bit. It was so good. It made me be like, oh my God, I want to talk to Hillary Duff for like an hour. Like she was <laughs> so cool. And like uh, my friend and I were texting about it. And we were talking about it. She's just so like, if she didn't want to elaborate on something, she'd go, yeah, like I just, I just don't feel like elaborating on that. Like she just was so respectful oh, though. She's like so cool. Such a pro. She talked about how she like was never the child star that did drugs. She also just like, I don't know, it was very chatty and like normal. It felt like you were just listening to your friend talk and it just made me love her even more. I've loved her since I was a child, but like... Okay, I was going to say, in my long list of like celebrity crushes, she's have there. to add Hilary Duff. Duff. Oh. That's that's Nolan's too. She's like, and I get it. She looks the same as she did at like 20 years old. It's insane. Um, but she's just so cool. And she was talking about whether she'd do music again and release music again, which like I'm praying. I've never seen her in concert. That was a lot of people in my era's first concert and I never got to see her, so let the rain fall down i know Let's i would go <laughs> and she was like i would play the hits she goes i'd come out and play a hit i'm like oh my god like yeah come clean well, okay let's manifest this too we're also going to manifest hillary on this podcast 
This episode is sponsored by Sleep Country Canada. Sleep Country Canada is proud to celebrate Sleep Awareness Month to help awaken Canadians to the power of sleep. Join Sleep Country in the 248-hour sleep challenge to get eight hours of better, higher quality sleep every night for the remainder of the month through small daily actions that help build better sleep routines. Whether it's going to bed at the same time every day to develop consistency, staying off devices one hour before going to bed, or setting your thermostat to a comfortable temperature, small daily actions can help you have better tomorrows through better tonights. Make sure to visit sleepcountry.ca to find out more on the 248-hour sleep challenge. So this episode is a little bit different because our guest is not physically here, Jacob. Right. So this was a few weeks ago. I was asked to host a Q&A at a private fan event with one of my favorite country music singers, Jordan Davis. Uh, Jacob got to attend it. And you did a really good job. I think it's a good interview. That's a prep. We're, we're like like leading them <laughs> into this now. Um, but anyways, we were lucky enough to get to take the recording of the interview. You're going to hear how nervous I sound <laughs> in it. Um, but just know that this was a live recording. So you're listening to Jordan and I's microphones on a stage in front of a couple hundred people. But it was a really good conversation. We talked about everything from his new album, Bluebird Days, to the CMA Song of the Year, to his brief time in Saskatchewan when he p- performed on the Grey Cup. So. I think it was a really great chat and it's a little bit different so I'm really glad we could bring this to you guys and here is my little interview with Jordan Davis sorry that was very anticlimactic that's a lot of people here this is this is awesome first of all cheers 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 everybody welcome all right so I need to know because you've been performing all across Canada and I know every artist will go this is the best crowd I've had, blah, blah, blah. But I was at the Toronto show, but I want honesty. All right. What, like, where did Toronto rank? You want me to rank them starting, starting at three? Yeah. Going down? Go ahead. Vancouver was number three. Okay, yeah. That's not surprising. L- <laughs> <laughs> uh, London was number two. That makes sense. Yeah. Toronto is by far number one. Yes, it was. By far. We, even the band, we were talking about how when we walked on stage, we could hear, we could hear the room through our in-ears, which is very hard to do. Oh, wow. So it's, uh, y'all are pretty loud. Well, I did notice that you did say the same lyrics twice for one of the songs. Take, yeah, take it from me. Yeah, take it from me. I got caught up. So I get fired up. The energy. Well, and too, like, take it from me last night when we, like, Dylan goes out, my guitar player, he does this solo thing and he crushed it. And everybody gets all fired up, and then I just kind of black out. Well, I was. It's like uh, Step Brothers. I don't know what to do with my hands, but that's what's going on in my head. I'm like, I don't even know what to say next. Does that ever get like normal for you though? Like having like crowds of people sing back the songs that you wrote? No, it's it's like every time it happens, it's the coolest thing ever. Like, and I'm being dead serious. Like, I moved to Nashville to write songs, so like writing a song that connects with somebody enough to where they sing it with you mm-hmm. is the coolest feeling in the world. So, um, like, I'll be honest with you, last night doing By Dirt, when I stopped singing, I don't, I, I can't stop singing that early a lot. Like, I usually, like, let them take By Dirt, but it was so loud, like, two lines into that last chorus that I was like, ah, y'all got it. <laughs> and, like, I hope y'all know 
that there's no faking that emotion up there of like looking around at a arena that I watch on ESPN, you know, when the Raptors play. Yeah. And playing the Pelicans tonight. I know. It's going to be bad for my New Orleans team. I asked him if he's going to go to the game. He goes, I don't want to watch the Pelicans get stomped yeah. by the Raptors after no, that. I don't say that in public. <laughs> no, I mean, the Raptors are either this No, week. we're in Toronto. It's all good. Yeah, okay, we're good. We can uh, go to the home crowd. Yeah. But, like, seriously, like, you know, it's, like, really cool to, you know, see an arena do that whenever it's a – it's just really fun. So, speaking of By Dirt, you had said that it – was the song that you wrote that gave you the confidence to write the type of music you want to write for Bluebird Days. Yeah. How did it do that for you? I just kind of think it opened up a, a whole new vein. I think it, a lot of it goes back to, you know, being off the road for two years when we couldn't tour. Uh, I kind of just, like, got back into listening to music that I, like, fell in love with and, like, what made me want to move to Nashville. Because I think when you get in, you get on the hamster wheel of, like, touring and, coming back and writing during the week and then you leave on Wednesday night, you tour through Sunday and then you come back, you do the same thing. You can kind of get caught up in writing music that works for a live show, which there's nothing wrong with that, but you can get away from writing songs that, you know, truly impacts. And uh, I think By Dirt showed me that writing a song that hits somebody in the heart as opposed to the classic, oh, this makes me want to mo roll my windows down and listen to it in the summer. It goes a lot longer. Like, it, it means a lot more. And so, without By Dirt, I don't know if I have, I don't know if I write the songs that are on this record. Well, it clearly means a lot to everyone else because it won CMA Song of the Year. It did. It did. Yes, round of applause for that. Thank you. But Thank what you. I want to know is like, Jordan, who's moving to Nashville, and he's like, I just want to be a songwriter. You didn't even want to do, as you quote, the artist thing. Yeah. So did you ever, like, was that even a dream that you could have thought of, or was that just so, like, not even on your radar? No. I'm playing with house money. Like, seriously. <laughs> I, I, you know, moved in 2012. Uh, my uncle was a songwriter. My brother was already in town writing songs. My dad wrote songs when we were growing up, so it's like... That's all I ever knew how to do, and I never played shows. And then my brother was—he was the artist. Like he was the guy that was like playing in Louisiana, so like playing all over. Like he'd go up to Monroe. I know y'all don't know where this—that is at. <laughs> he would go all over the state of Louisiana, and he would play shows. And he had like kind of a statewide following. And he moved to Nashville, and we were all kind of like, oh, dude, Jacob's going to take off, and I'm going to move to Nashville. I'm going to write songs with my brother. And I just think it's crazy how that flipped to where now my brother's staying at home writing songs, and I'm here with y'all tonight. But, like, I truly never dreamed. I signed a record deal, and I played two shows. That is a, that's a true statement. I, I literally had to go learn how to play a show before <laughs> before they figured out and said, wait a second, we're making a massive mistake. <laughs> so I, I truly had to like learn how to perform uh, before yeah, I signed a record deal. You learned from like who's been some inspirations on stage for you? I, I've always kind of tried to do like what feels comfortable to me, but like mm. like I love like Eric Church is like a guy that like I truly like fell in love with seeing perform mm -hmm. I watched the dude play for 700 people in at the varsity in Baton Rouge uh, 
that to be honest with you, I got drugged to the concert. I didn't. I did not know who Eric Church was at the time, and uh, he his single was "Love Your Love the Most." And a buddy of mine came to the house, and he's like, "Man, we're going to see this guy tonight. His name's Eric Church." Uh, and I was going to the exact same venue the next night to hear a band named the Randy Rogers Band. And I was like, "Dude, I'm already going to see Randy Rogers tomorrow night. I can't go." And he's like, "Dude, I'll pay for your ticket. It's twenty bucks." <laughs> Eric Church tickets are not twenty bucks anymore. No, no, no. Uh, and I went, and it like truly changed my life. Uh, you know, I mean, he's just a—he's one of the best performers to ever do it. So uh, I look—I like look up to him, um, but also like Kenny Chesney. I mean, even Thomas Rhett. Like mm-hmm. Thomas Rhett's been doing this for ten years, y'all. He's younger than I am. Thomas Rhett has been doing this at a very high level for a long time. And I think that kind of gets lost on people sometimes uh, because he has been, he started doing it at 22, I think. Uh, So, I mean, like, you know, a guy like that that has been doing it at that level for that long, like, you can't help but look up to him. And he kind of seemed like an Energizer bunny on stage. Like, he's just sprinting the entire time. Like, walking miles. I know. He's got, his cardio is a lot better than mine. I only played 45 minutes, and I was whooped last night. So your new album, Bluebird Days, have we all listened? Yes. Yeah, thank you. Um, So it already had hits like By Dirt, Next Thing You Know, um, What My World Spins Around. But you've said that this album expresses exactly where you are right now. Yeah. And where is that? I'm a a loser dad. (laughs) No, I, uh, I think a lot of it is like, I wrote my first album and even some of the EPs. Like, I wrote that before I was married, before I'd even met my wife. I was in such a different place uh, to where now it's like, you know, my life is my family. Like, my, I, I do this because this is my job, because my job supports my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very lucky that this is a dream job. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, that's why... That's why I do this. And I think, too, uh, music is such a, music's such like a spiritual thing for me. Uh, I connect with, you know, whether it be however I'm listening to music, I can hear a song and it just absolutely just rocks my world. And I want to be, I want to be a guy singing those songs that hits people, that, that impacts them. And the only way to do that is to be honest. So this is the most honest I've ever been in on a record. And we'll play some of these songs tonight that are like, you know, songs that I'm proud of about where I'm at. There's songs that I'm like scared, like, you know, about like the future and, um, you know, songs about, you know, my past, like the way I viewed money with money isn't real. Like it was such an unhealthy uh, view of it to where like now I feel like I can, uh, I don't know, I still struggle with money, but like, <laughs> you know, at least I'm, at least I'm talking about it because I know I'm not the only one that's doing it. Well, and Money Isn't Real is a song that you actually didn't write yourself, and this is the first album that you have songs featured that you did not write yourself. So what does that mean to you that it gives songwriters an opportunity to make a living writing music now that you have this stage and platform? Yeah. It's something that I never thought I would do, like being the songwriter moving to town. But the bottom line is, is like you get so busy with touring and then you add in, you know, two kids. We got another one coming in June. Thank you. Uh, but, you know, your time gets thin. 
Like, it's, you know, it's either you write a bunch of songs or do I take my daughter to the park? And uh, I didn't have... I didn't have the songs to fill this record out. Mm -hmm. And I'd been trying to write Money Isn't Real. This is a true story, y'all. I've been trying to write that song for four years. I was writing a song called When the Money Runs Out that is truly what Money Isn't Real, like the song I recorded. It was that song. And it was about, you know, dying alone. Wow, this, is, this got deep. Uh, <laughs> But it was like, you know, like worshiping that mm -hmm. and not truly living and thinking that money was going to fix all your problems because it doesn't. And it was terrible. It was one of the worst songs I've ever written. It, I sounded like an arrogant jerk. Like it's, it was just awful. And Jameson Rogers, my buddy, sent me a, he sent me that song and was like, dude, you brought that up and I wrote this song. I'm going to send it to you. And that was the first time I'd heard it. And I told him. I was like, dude, you, I, you wrote the song I've been trying to write for four years. And if that's not Nashville, if that's not songwriters in Nashville, I don't know what is. There's so many great songs in that town. Um, so being able to cut a song from a buddy that I've been trying to write, that he just did better, mm -hmm. it's, it actually is It's one of the most rewarding songs I've ever recorded. Well, it's also like full circle for you, I'm sure, because you're now the artist, doing the artist thing, yeah. who now gets to give people the, that platform, which is awesome. Yeah. And without that, like, if we don't cut outside songs, like, you know, that's, like, Nashville struggles. Yeah. And there's just so many good writers, so many great songs. Uh, so I hope to cut a lot more outside songs going mm -hmm. forward. So uh, you had said in previous interviews, this might have been years ago, that you used to do a lot of your songwriting in the morning. You would do like a 9 a.m., 10 a.m. songwriting session, then go work at the bar in the afternoon. But I want to know how that's changed since you have two little ones. Do you still get to write songs in the morning, or do they take up your mornings now? Yeah, we do breakfast. <laughs> we do, like, you know, breakfast starts at like 7, 7.30. Yep. Uh, and then at 8.30, I start work. So, like, that's when I'll either, you know, start picking around on the guitar or, um, like, read or just do something to kind of try to kick up an idea. Um, I still write at about 11. Mm -hmm. it's, just, it's actually short in the afternoon. So, like, I used to be able to write until the song got done or until we were just like, hey, guys, this song's garbage. Just throw it away. <laughs> Trash. Uh, but sometimes that would be 5. Sometimes that would be 6.30. Uh, to where like now I've got a pretty hard out at four o'clock. So at four o'clock I gotta I gotta be back before kids wake up from their nap. Yep. So So I was saying to Jordan backstage that he brought the cold weather from Saskatchewan here to Toronto because yeah. like, we haven't had bad weather like this. And then they show up in town and we have a snowstorm and I'm like sliding my cowboy boots trying to get to this concert yesterday. But you had experience with that cold weather because you played the Grey Cup I did. last year. CFL, shout out. Um, what was that experience like? And I need to know, did you know anything about the CFL before you got that chance? I did. I watched like a lot of them. You know, there's you know, a ton of players from the SEC. I'm an LSU fan, so like a lot of players from the SEC that come and play in the CFL. Um, a bunch of guys in my – or some guys in my camp, uh, they've had – they were had buddies. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, is it Chad Kelly, the quarterback for the Argonauts? Yeah, so our... <laughs> I'm, like, looking at my friends in the back that work in sports. I'm like, yes. That's yeah. Uh, you know, he kind of grew up with one, a buddy of Chad, so, like, we were kind of following along there. Uh, I bet on the Argonauts, which was awesome, because they were the oh. underdog. 
Uh, so I want some money. Are you allowed to say that? That's Any? over now. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. I can say that, right? You can say that. Does I mean, I bet through Vegas. That's all yeah, good. That's true. Yeah. I'm like, does the halftime, like, we're going to go through stats. Like, does the halftime show ever dictate the winner of a game? Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll go back. No, it would have been trouble if, if I would have bet the over-under on how long the halftime show would have gone. Yeah, there we go. That's true. That's true. That could have got a little dicey. Or like, what color is Jordan Davis going to come out wearing? Yeah. The color of his top is primarily going to be... So, sorry. <laughs> sorry, we're detailing well, that, this. That, no, 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 no. That made me think of something because, uh, yes, I did. I, I am a CFL fan. I've watched many a Grey Cup uh, so being able to play was truly special, mm -hmm. uh, and just being like a huge football fan. Um, yeah. But I had a buddy of mine for the Super Bowl that texted me because Chris Stapleton is signed to Universal, and he thought I had like some in on <laughs> like rehearsals or something. And he was like, "Hey, dude, is Chris Stapleton going to go over the <laughs> national anthem?" And I was like, dude, I love to sports bet too much to give you any in insider information. <laughs> I feel like with country, as if I had any, but like with country singers, I feel like it's safe to take the over though. Especially with Stapleton, like yeah. he can kind of like <laughs> let loose and you know go on like a fifteen second vocal run that you're like, wow, that was amazing. What would the what would you be? Would you be over or under? Do you think if you did the national anthem, it wouldn't exist because I'm not doing it. Okay. <laughs> We're talking hypothetically, so we can play this back oh, today when you play. If I do do it. That's like a that's like a research. that's a no go for me though. I will never do. It's a lose lose. Do you think I'm gonna do the anthem better than Chris Stapleton? But, so why would I ever do that? But like five years from now, do people remember Chris Stapleton's anthem performance? Yes. Okay, maybe. <laughs> that's why it's like it's like the only thing you can do is screw it up. Is this not like the natural progression? You do CFL Grey Cup halftime show, then you do. And then, yeah, you're gonna move well, on up. I'm gonna I'm gonna hang my hat on the Grey Cup. I will I'm, come I'm back. <laughs> riding off into the sunset. Riding, don't baby. end on a high. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Okay, so back to Bluebird days. I'm so sorry. We I know. I, no, that was my fault. That was my, that was on me. Okay, on so uh, I just want to know before we get to listen to some of the songs, which I'm very excited about, uh, what do you hope people take away from this record? I think the the thing that I want them to take away from most is just the honesty of it. I've never been this honest in a record. Uh, and that was one of our goals set out. Like we wanted to show growth from home state and we and I wanted to be very open and vulnerable with this. And uh, even the song Bluebird Days itself is a song I never thought I'd record, but um, it's it's really cool even this just the first week seeing it uh, impact people, but I, I really hope it's it's growth and honesty. That's one that's one thing I hope people take away from this record. As someone that's been listening to it on repeat all week, I can confirm that's Thank that's you. what you take from it. Are you guys excited to find? Thank you very much. Let's listen, though. You don't need to hear me talk anymore. Yeah. I like blacked out during most of that interview, so listening to it back was a very interesting experience for me because I was like so nervous slash excited. But yeah, I think it went pretty well. It went great. It was fantastic, and he played songs afterward too, which yeah. we obviously couldn't include. But like, he's a great guy, great interview, and hopefully, no one heard me yell, "You're doing great!" And <laughs> Jacob was full like Regina George's mom and Mean <laughs> Girls with like the camera. Like when I would look up from my questions, you you were the first face I saw. But it was good. It felt good to have like the support of friends and managers in the crowd. But now we're going to continue with our voicemail segment. As a reminder, if you have a question for us, you can submit it to talkingfastshow at gmail.com. You can also message us on Instagram. I do a call out every single Monday at talkingfastshow. This one 
was asked a couple of weeks ago, but it felt very fitting because of the interview we just had. What is the best concert you've ever been to? Okay, this one immediately came to mind. It was right before the pandemic and there was a snowstorm and I had tickets to go to this show and uh, the person that I was meant to go with couldn't go anymore. And then I had invited like multiple other people in succession and no one could go. No one wanted to go out because it was this big blizzard. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well, I've never been to a show alone before, but I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go to the show. It was Leif Volbeck, who's like a kind of a folky musician. He's playing a show uh, at the Mod, then Mod Club in Toronto. Uh, and it was an amazing experience. First of all, he's just like an incredible musician and I love all of his music. So it was cool to like be in the presence Mm -hmm. of one of your favorite artists. Right. And like hear those songs for the first time. But then also there was like no, uh, pressure to like stand in a certain spot or like go and get a drink at a certain time. So I just grabbed a beer and just like kind of hung out around the Mm -hmm. back ish, swayed along, sang along a little bit. It was a good show. So I think that stands out as my favorite. I went to my first solo concert last year to see Halsey and it was great. Like it was, you just like chat with people around you and also yeah. you don't talk when the show, concert's on. So who cares if you go by yourself? Exactly. I feel like I will, more solo shows will be in my future for sure. Um, my best concert I've ever been to is the Reputation Tour <laughs> in Toronto, Taylor. Yes, so of I won, I won tickets and I didn't know where my seats were. So I showed up to the box office just like to pick them up. So my expectations are like on the floor. I'm like, they're like, I'm in, I don't care. I just want to be in the building. I don't care where. Yeah. And then I show up and we are like the first row of the second part of the floor. So we have no one in front of us, so much room. And then she has like satellite stages. And then I was front row for the satellite stage. And I was like floating on cloud nine i did get a little bit too drunk at that concert though like i don't, I don't well when in really. rome you know if you're yeah got the, i was the too close... excited like you can help and they had taylor signature cocktails i had to oh but she always puts on a really elaborate show which is why it's great okay second voicemail question here do you ever worry that if you get too much popularity online and become this massive influencer <laughs> that you'll become too <laughs> unrelatable I mean, maybe if I become like Alex Earl with like 10 million followers, but um, I don't foresee that in my future. Um, I, I picked this question because I got it actually in an Ask Me Anything when I was yeah. on the train back home. And I found it really interesting. I actually had a discussion with this. I got interviewed today for a girl in a master's program who asked me something very similar. Um, for me, though, like my end goal is never to be a full-time influencer. So I don't I don't know. My I, I just post what for me is authentic to my life in that moment. My life does not look the same as three years ago. And whether that's because I am a content creator now or not, I don't know. It just doesn't look the same. I'm, you do different things. You have different friends, whatever. So I just think sharing whatever is going on in the moment and just being your most authentic self is how you do it. I mean, I would argue that Emma Chamberlain's still a very authentic, like relatable person, even though she's a multi, multi, multi millionaire. Yeah. And then people just don't really think about that. So I just think it's more about the person and less about the follower amount. I think so too. Cause I think that you can have a, a low number of followers and get a couple videos go viral or that kind of thing and be the most unrelatable person um, ever. 100%. But yeah, I think that they're two different, uh, different things that we're talking about. I worry about this all the time for me personally. Though. I mean, if you guys don't know, Jacob's vlogging now. So yeah. you can go I'm check a it as TikTok. TikToker. Make sure you go get some likes going. Pad my ego I feel like really early on in the podcast, we talked about how like one of the reasons you were to be the coast is because you weren't a cloud chaser and now you're <laughs> vlogging on tiktok which is hilarious they're good vlogs though oh my god thank you also he's running the new york city marathon and prepping for that so yeah. following that journey is kind of fun for i you. know so i've got three marathons lined up this year so we gotta just you're going the... from no offense barely finishing one last year to doing three this year you gotta you gotta <laughs> keep your strides moving forward this Sarah. goes back to the episode where <laughs> you said that you have never like 
thought you couldn't do something like if i could 100%. make the nfl i could let's so. do let's do 100 okay let's finish off mailbag it's not called mailbag anymore it's been two months jail <laughs> let's finish off voicemail um with one trip you're looking forward to and why well okay that i mean that's a good one to say is the new york city marathon mm-hmm. there are already uh, a ton of people that are saying like oh i want to come and watch you because there's a massive vibe that just yeah. happens at the new york city marathon my friend lives in new york and she says marathon day is her favorite day because people just like run around different bars the bars are all like out on the street you can just like sit on a yeah, patio and it's watch a really everyone. good route it goes through all five boroughs it's yeah the, the entire city it's just it's amazing so i think i'm looking forward to that one i'm actually going to be there already prior to knowing jacob was running it because i i'm gonna be there for a friend of mine so i said i'll make a sign for her on one side and you on the other and i'll just keep flipping <laughs> it back and forth okay well i look forward to the sign and what <laughs> are you looking forward to in a trip well i think when this is out and i think i mean no because i schedule this podcast um i will be in paris when this podcast drops yeah so i'm doing a little trip with nolan to europe or when he, london paris we were gonna go to brussels and then everyone on tiktok bullied me into going to Bruges instead because apparently it's cuter and more vibey so I'm gonna go to Bruges in Belgium and then we're going to Amsterdam just a little trip hitting four different countries <laughs> I know I know two of them I've been to before so my thing was I was like okay I want to hit places like we're going to Brussels not Brussels we're going to Bruges we're going to Bruges for one night though it's just because right. it's like it's on the way and I want like to check the country off so yeah absolutely that's huge that's yeah amazing. it should be fun uh anyways thank you so much for listening to this episode of talking fast I hope you enjoyed it I hope you enjoyed the little chat with Jordan Davis make sure that you like subscribe all the positive things and comments i'm sorry it was just the two of us so i didn't get you a gift like how i normally get our other guests maybe next time deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.